Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled <laughs> to death that you yes, are listening are. to the show, especially this one. Yes. Because we have somebody that I've uh, been wanting to get on the show for quite some time. Uh, and we are lucky enough uh, that he's got a little bit of a break in between his busy, busy uh, touring schedule. Uh, guest, who are you? Uh, I'm Henry from the band Starcrawler. Right on. Henry Cash yeah. from Starcrawler. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we've gotten quite a few uh, requests for you, uh, which is which was cool. Um I talked uh, quite a bit about uh, when we played in December, and after that, then yeah. it was like, get him on the show, get him on the show, and I'm like, I'm trying. So Rad. thank you just so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a really fun time tonight. Henry, for those who, strangely enough, may not be familiar with you, um, where can they go to check out the things that you're doing while they're listening? They can go on... Spotify, I guess. I don't know. That would be a weird thing to listen twice, but YouTube probably is the best way for people to learn about new stuff. Okay. Um, I, know. I know. Can I? Can I? Where, may I point them to Instagram? To yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Go. Go check out Henry Cash on Instagram. I don't worry. I got this, Henry. Um, go, <laughs> go to. Go yeah, I'm, to not, Inst- I'm not the marketing guy. <laughs> uh, Henry's got a great Instagram and also Starcrawler. The you know uh, by way of of Henry you go to Starcolder and uh, you can check out all the things that he's got going on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking to a gear nut just like ourselves, um, and Henry is actually pushing the boundaries on the gear nut uh, ism. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna dip dip deep into that. Um, so please go check out who what he looks like, what he's about, and that'll inform you as you're listening. Unless you're driving, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, first of all, we're going to, we got just a, a quick announcement I wanted to share. Actually, two quick announcements I wanted to share. Um, and then we're going to uh, dip into what's going on in our music worlds this week. So, uh, Henry, hang on here one second. We do have this announcement. This is uh, from a, what, well, one of our supporters, actually. And this was a supporter that we mentioned just the other day on a previous episode. He said, hello, knobs. I wanted to say I've been listening for a few years now. I went through your back catalog first. Well, don't go too far back, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, I was listening to episode 328 on my way to work. It made my day to hear you guys congratulate me on winning the Copper Sounds DIY giveaway. Yay. Congratulations, uh, Brad, for that. I'm finishing up my bachelor's in electronic engineering, so I don't quite have time to work on building a pedal. However, I only have another month to go. I'm sure I'll uh, share what I come up with. Thank you for this amazing podcast. Well, thank you, Brad, Thanks, for supporting Brad. us uh, and for sharing that note. It's it's you know when we give things away, we hope that they're going into the right hands, which is one of the reasons that we when we give stuff away, we try to give it away to our patrons because you guys obviously care enough about the show um and we think you should get the stuff i think that's only fair yes so we're not going to go like trolling for numbers and stuff and just on instagram and to the masses of some hoo-ha that may not give a (laughs) crap about what they're getting no 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 we don't do that here is that a technical term it is okay 
Uh, also, speaking of giveaways, we just recorded a couple videos. We're giving away a bunch more stuff. Oh, great So stuff. we'll be releasing those videos out. So uh, stay watching on Instagram, everybody. That's right. Um, and let's see here. Let's get into what's going on in our music world this week with the lovely, mm-hmm. uh, just nice-faced. Can you just be nice-faced today? <laughs> nice-faced. Nice-faced. <laughs> nice that does not sound good. Nice-faced Tanya Bolonsky. Go ahead. Wow. That was a brief introduction, that but was. I will accept it. I appreciate because that. Because it was uh, certainly uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, this week, Todd... Um, I think I shared a photo of this with you. Yes. Um, to you. From you. To you. Um, and uh, in the mail today, I got my copy of Set the Boy Free, Johnny Marr, the autobiography. Yes, and this poster is right behind you. Oh, that's right. It is right up Henry, there. Henry, uh, I, I'm, can I assume that you're a Johnny Marr fan? Oh, yeah. So I, I just thought this, you know, it, it, I started just kind of perusing through it, and it looks like it's going to be a good read. It's um, a big book. It's a big book, and it's a hardcover. <laughs> now, here's – so I'll, I'll, I'll give you my full rundown after I read it. But uh, here's an Amazon tip Okay, for those who love books or records or anything else out there. If you go to Amazon and, you like, I, I said, oh, okay, I mean, I'd like to check this book out. and It's not a library. It's I don't not. know if you're aware of that. No, I'm, I would like to read this book. I do not want to check it out. Yes. Um, Amazon only had softcover editions available. Now, if, if you re- – and I like hardcover books. I do too. Uh, they just feel better. I agree. And so if you, if you scroll down underneath the initial item that you put in there, and there's usually something either from other sellers right. or used, uh, things like that – you can get some very good deals. I've gotten a, a gazillion. Of I mean, them. you can get them for like dollars. I, yes, I got this book. Now this is a twenty. The hardcover is twenty eight ninety nine list, um, and I think Amazon soft cover price was like fifteen or sixteen dollars. You don't want no soft cover. I got this. The book is like new. It's a hardcover edition, and it was like three bucks plus three ninety nine shipping. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. So Absolutely. look, don't always snap at that thing that says free prime shipping, because sometimes if you go down, you can find a used edition. And for me, books, you know, I, I, I generally read, I keep most of the books that I buy, but, um, you know, you read them and then you shelve them. And, yeah. you know, so there's, unless- I, th- I think there's a little bit of magic in, in getting a used book is a little bit like a used guitar, honestly. I yeah. think it's because... Uh, and and a lot of people make notes and stuff, or they leave bookmarks, and you know it's to th- this person. And, and there's, I've got many, usually older books. Well, uh, back older when I, back when I was in college, I used to always go to the bookstore and get the find, try to find the book that had the stuff highlighted already, so you yeah, already knew what that is smart. Yes. Hey, speaking of books, uh, Henry, you've uh, you spend a lot of time in Nashville, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get a chance next time, there's a um, uh, a place if you haven't already been there, it's called the Patterson House. And no, I haven't been there. It's it's basically like a speakeasy. Oh, and uh, but it's it's sort of set like you're in in this library, mm. and when you finish the meal, they bring you a book, and Was, in the book is is some is the bill, uh, and and it's, they just pull a random book off the shelf, and but everybody writes stuff in the book, 
which is kind of neat because yeah. you can see what other guests have said and, and all that stuff. It's kind of fun. Was it the butler with the candlestick? Uh, no, it was the waiter ah. with the bill. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right, uh, on to our illustrious guest, Henry Cash. What's going on in your music world this week? Not a crazy amount, but still we're trying to record every day. We just got back a couple days ago. So we loaded all our stuff back into our studio and we're just trying to record every day, trying to be, trying to make a job out of it a little bit, force yourself to do stuff, even if it's not flowing or whatever it is that day, you know? Yeah. Other than that, you know, just getting stuff. We have a little bit over a month off or, I mean, a little bit less than a month off. So we're just just getting road cases fixed and amps repaired and all that stuff that you don't get to do while you're out there. Yeah. So that whole thing. Cool. So just keep it, just yeah. uh, keeping it loose, keeping it extra, keeping your muscles warm and junk. Yeah, it's cool. Cause you know, we just went out and we were out for so long playing the same songs over and over. And so like every day now we'll try to get together and just jam which is super fun getting to, because we, we get super tight from playing these, you know, same songs, but then getting to go into super weird stuff that nobody will ever get to hear is, it's, it's like stretching your muscles or something. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a pretty good way to put that. Um, well, uh, hey, speaking of, uh, I had a, I had a one day tour last week. Uh, oh yeah. Where, <laughs> how far was the drive? About twenty minutes. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean, Great. how do you do it? I I'm telling you, man. Life on the bus is is. <laughs> yeah. Did you know what town you were in? I. It was a blur. It was a blur. Uh, it was a blur. <laughs> we we overnighted from Spokane, Washington, back to L.A. Just right after our set, we were like, "Let's get out of here." Eighteen hours. Wow. Drive through the night. There's three of us driving, so three shifts, and we survived. So that's, that's it. Well, yeah, nice. that, that is a that is a nice thing. Um, <laughs> I I I did survive uh, my my trip to my one day tour last week. Um, I we played one of our the local venues down here, and it had been a while because we'd been uh, struggling with our bass player who has moved to. Where's Raleigh? Is that North or South Carolina? North, North Carolina. North. I should know that by now. He's. I have to talk to him all the time there. Boy, did he hate the band that much that he had to move that far away? <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> it, it, work took him, and then he's like working in Portugal half the time, and I'm like, oh, wow. we're, so we're all in limbo. Wow. I'm like, what's going on? Um, which was a really bummer coming off of the high that we had um, when we played with Henry. We we're like, hey, yeah, well, we let's let's keep this going. Um, so, anyways, it, it's been it's. Uh, we got stuff recorded. We got stuff, uh, uh, you know, uh, out. It's being published and everything right now. But good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, our drum, our drummer's from North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, he's from well, Greensboro. Maybe, maybe we we might have talked to him about that. He's he's a lovely dude. Oh yeah, he's a fun guy. He's a great guy. Um. Anyways, so uh, one of the things, Henry, I. Uh, when we were with you, we we uh, I showed you that custom guitar that I had uh, made. Yeah, and with the gold 
pick guard. Yeah, and and you probably <laughs> you probably didn't want to say like, my God, what's wrong with you? Why is this so heavy? <laughs> uh, but I was saying that too in inside, and so we had uh, just gutted the backside of it um, oh, wow. from the builder, and I got it back, and so this was my first time playing it in several months. Uh, and it was right out in the sh- in the show, and I had such a blast with it because I didn't feel like I had like cement boots on anymore. Mm. Like I could move. How much did it weigh before? It was ten pounds. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So we it's got it down. Car. We got it down to uh, I think like seven point three. Wow, that's a lot of weight off. It's a lot of weight off, and 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 it all came out of the back. I mean, it was solid mahogany. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a heavy wood. It it is. It's still, it's still not, you know, that's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a little on the, not for the faint of heart. It might be seven, five or seven, six (laughs) closer, maybe. Anyways, point being is I felt liberated and it was, it was really nice because I was playing the guitar that I love to play and I, and I didn't feel, you know, weighed down by it. Um, and then on the backside, right before the show, uh, uh, Chase had asked me, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said, "Hey, wh- what's your favorite lyric from your songs?" And I said, uh, I, "I told him which one I thought it was." And he goes, "That's correct." And so I was thinking, "Oh, he's he likes that song too, or something like that." Well, l- what he ended up doing was on the back, uh, in the in the uh, he's got like a, a spine, like a, a separator in between the two pieces, a of, strip, a strip. A strip in between the two uh, caps on the back, and he wrote that line in, oh, cool. in, in the burst, and then lacquered it. And I was like, "Oh man, that was such a sweet touch." Well, right before the show, uh, we're about to go on, and I and I pulled Leah, our singer, real close, and I flipped the guitar around and showed it to her, and she just like started to well up, and that was just really cool going wow. on stage right before that. Is that because she forgot the yeah. words? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now every, you just have to flip the guitar hey, over. I tell you what, I'm really lucky because she never forgets the words. Ah. Never. And it's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, and I was also able to, able to bring up Jerry. Ah, Jerry. Now, Henry, Jerry. When, um, uh, when we last saw you, I also had a black Hagstrom with the matching gold pickup. Yeah. Well, I ended up getting a gold Hagstrom. And I put a black sparkle pick guard on it. Oh, nice. And I, I was w- trying to figure out what we we're going to name it. And so I had put these stickers on, kind of old style, like, you know, when 50s guys put their names all over the guitars and everything. Yeah. And I put it on the pick guard. It's little. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a, huge. It's tasteful. It's tasteful, yes. But it says Jerry. Oh, nice. Do you know like why big, it says like Jerry? Like style letters? Uh. Yeah, kind of almost like a car scripty kind of. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Rad. And uh, and those are in gold sparkle on black sparkle on a gold guitar. Um, but you do you know why it says Jerry? Why does it say Jerry? It's from Seinfeld. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Oh yeah. And I got I got uh, quite a few people saying like, what? Who's? I thought is this your guitar? It's not your guitar, wasn't it? So I got to tell them the joke, and it was really funny. Mm. Anyway, guitar. Yes, yes. Funny Do you watch Curb of- too? Oh yeah, of course. I yeah, I'm. I think I'm actually becoming Larry David. So <laughs> <laughs> love Curb, love Curb. 
too. So anyways, uh, that was my music week. Uh, Even though I didn't ask you about it. You didn't ask me. You didn't have to. I just rolled right into it. You just rolled right into it. I knew Henry was going to carry me. Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, my one question is, do you get the reverse of that pick guard as well? Oh, yeah. It's gold. It's black sparkle. Black and gold sparkle. It's it's black plastic with gold sparkle in it. (laughs) No, it's... It's actually the, the the black and gold glitter material has yeah. flakes of black. With oh, it flakes does. Flakes of gold. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just made that story far less interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of like your joke. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fair. Fair play. Fair play. Uh, it's anyways, gold, Jerry. It's yeah, gold. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, that was super fun, and we got lots to talk about Henry. This is a show about Henry, yes. not about me and you, Tony. Nah, so if you Jerry. could just clam it up for just a All second. All right, I'll be quiet. I'll sit here like a nice boy. We need to uh, call out a, a very specific thing, because I'll tell you what, Henry has a couple of pretty amazing pedal boards, mm. and uh, mm. we'll be talking about those later. But uh, Henry, if, if, if you're not aware, something you might opt to try are the Tour Gear Designs patch cables. Oh, yes. That's Tasty. the ones that are all over my board, and loads of people that come on the show, we get them uh, into those. They are... Uh, the, the the nice thing about them, Henry, is that they have a super, super low um, profile. They're, they're petite. They're, they're petite. Oh, so, cool. like, the, the... I guess the the size of the actual jack is literally the size of, like, the nut on the actual jack. Maybe so smaller. It might be smaller. So it's not like the pancakes or the big squares gotcha. where they're banging into each other and stuff. And it's it's flat. So it, it when you bend it, it doesn't twist up and it doesn't kink it. Mm-hmm. And, nice. and, and, Henry, this is so important. You can go from a top mount jack to a side mount jack. They have S-shaped ones and C-shaped ones. And? And so many different lengths. <laughs> For, for these big boards, just like you have. I'm telling you, Henry, these are the kind of things you might need, my man. And if you go to the Tour Gear Designs website and place an order and load up your shopping cart, and you go to check out, there's a spot there that says coupon code. If you type in the guitar knobs, that's all lowercase, all one word, you're going to save an extra 10%. 10%. Henry, does this sound like a good deal? It sounds like a good deal. I'm cutting my own cable, though. Yes, but if you weren't, but if, but if <laughs> let's I wasn't, just say it let's someday. Let's just say they made let's pink just ones. Say I wasn't. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or if they made a parts kit. Or if they made a parts kit, then the, yes. Yeah. And let's just say they don't. If they don't, <laughs> and you're cutting your own, recommend it to somebody who isn't doing that. Oh Ooh, yeah. There yes, you go. That, that's. I knew you'd see things our way. <laughs> All right. We need to say a huge thank you to Tour Gear Designs Patch Cables for sponsoring our four on the floor. Tony? Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Henry Cash, the great. Well, you can either put that before the Henry or after the Cash. I'm, oh, yeah. It's you up to you that. how you want to use that, Henry. But tell us what is your four on the floor. My four on the floor is I'm probably going to start with my Red Llama pedal made by Way Huge. It's been my go-to kind of like dirt sound for, I don't know, maybe like five years now. Um, but I heard about it through some, it's the same, it's half of the Camel Toe pedal 
and I knew the camel toe pedal was the one that uh, Mike Campbell was using. Uh-huh. And I thought that sounded really cool. And then I got it because it's basically just supposed to sound like a, like a small Fender amp that's just being pushed a little bit. And when we were playing all these festivals where the amps were the new reissue Fenders, they needed a little bit of help, extra juice. Mm. And it does it really well. And so that's that's my number one pretty much. And if you haven't tried it, is try it, it out. It, it's a pink llama though, right? Mine is pink. Yes. <laughs> okay. And George sent me over the graphics uh, for it to say pink llama instead of red llama. That's uh, amazing. Which is pretty cool. I just need to get it screened. Um, I love that. But yeah, amazing pedal. I have currently like, I don't know, 10 way huge pedals sitting here on the floor right now with me. Uh because I'm recording and just messing around with stuff. But the next, you know, of the four has to be a Big Muff. And I've used so many variations of the Big Muff. I have, you know, the way huge Big Muff right here. I have an Earthquaker, the Hoof, and um, the JHS Big Muff, and the new Electro Harmonics Big Muff, and an old Russian one. Uh, and I'm trying to, at the moment, with a friend of mine, uh, make another version of a Big Muff that's voiced to my specific needs. Uh-huh. Nothing, nothing original, but just something consistent. Right. Um, just have a couple of them what, uh, that are also pink. So uh, you're, let's talk about those needs really quick. Um, yeah. What do you find that you think you need to adjust to accommodate you? Well, you know, it's just the, the brand new Big Muffs. Uh, when I was a, like 14 or probably like younger than that, like 13 or 12, I got the standard big box reissue Big Muff. And that was really cool. And then I used that on our first record. And then I went to a miniature one. And then I went to the JHS one and the Bay Huge one. And then I used the Earthquaker one for a long time. And there were just certain voicings about each one of them that I liked. And it's just about picking which voicings. It's certain things I like about one. And certain things I like about the other, but mm -hmm. both can't do the same thing. And so just kind of like mixing the sounds a little bit into one, have one you, thing. Have you checked out any of the uh, Ren and Cuff line? No, I've heard they're amazing, though. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like his his like yeah. thing. His um, domain. His domain. Um, with And in the custom, he does the custom shop uh, version of those, which has like all the different, like, you know, high and low and cream and all that stuff. Yep. Um, it just, you know, I obviously yeah. I'm going to put oh, yeah. something, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you get a chance to check those out, those are, those are pretty fantastic pedals. Yeah. I've, I've heard great things. Uh, let's see here. How about number three? Number three would have to be the main pedal that's in all of my guitars. Um, that I play live and it's uh, a treble booster made by my friend Chris at R2R electric. Yes. And even though I said that third, you know, that's obviously pretty close to number one since it's the only one that's in 
the guitars. Right. Yeah. And so so how, I just hit that. How does the, um, cause I have one of the amp top versions. Oh yeah. yeah. And how does, how do you, does he, do you think it sounds any different being inside the guitar or is it, you think it's about the same as, as having an outboard unit? I think it's about the same. I had one in before I had it in my guitars. I would just have it as the first thing that the guitar saw. Because mm-hmm. I noticed when I put it anywhere else in the chain, I wasn't as happy with it. And then I already had uh, just a boost in the guitar at that point. And I thought, why am I... I'm not using the one in the guitar. Yeah. Why don't I just put the treble booster in the guitar that way i have the access for when i'm doing a solo just hit a switch on the guitar and be able to boost there and it just made my whole thing a lot easier weirdly and it it gets you that kind of like brian may thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the treble booster well yeah yeah, chris uh has uh, graced us with uh you know two episodes uh, uh, that we've had him on. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are yeah. uh, wondering what's this R2R stuff that he's talking about, go back into our catalog, yeah. um, and uh, we're going to tell you exactly which ones they are. Tony's going to dig that up while we're talking. It's, um, but uh, he's anyways, a, he's a true genius and a great player as well. I mean, the guy rips, and he also has replaced a bunch of pots in my guitars. So like uh, the newest guitar I have, he wired it up. Um, he did the wiring harness, and then it was built after that. Oh, nice! Because he he has a collection of a bunch of old parts, old capacitors, old pots, and you wouldn't think that would make so much of a difference, but it really does. Just old pots sound so much better when you're rolling off the the volume and tone a little bit. But yeah. And Chris, man, yeah. Uh, and and if you are thinking about getting something from Chris, it's one of those. You know, there, there's a handful of people out there that we've, you know, that we've had on a show, and I know that there's others. But Chris um, Reeves, and you get uh, people like um, uh, Analog Man. You know, anytime, anytime those guys are posting anything, it's like. You literally have to. It's almost like getting first row tickets back in the old, back before, yeah. uh, you know, everything everything was online. Where you know, you if you're first, you're gonna get it. If you're not, you're not gonna get it. And um, yeah. it, they're they are pretty amazing instruments. Um, and for those of uh, you who are following along and would like to find the R2R episodes, the first time Chris was on was episode two zero nine from February of twenty one. And the most recent one was episode 304, also from February of 23. Aha, that's right. Now I remember. I remembered before you told me, Tony, just just for the record. I know. But, you know, I like to fact check you. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, all right, last one. The last one is the Digitech Drop. Okay. Which uh, I use a bunch with three-string guitar because I play three-string guitars for half our set, and having the ability to change keys and you know drop down to an octave has proved very beneficial 
to opening up uh, the you know the options for a limited amount of strings and such. Yeah. Now, did you at any point were you using like the full whammy? No, I I have one. I had it on a board for a second, but I'm no. I I was never a wah or whammy guy. I just. I'm not that good of a soloist, you know? I feel like you got to be really good to pull that off and make it sound good, you know? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> and also, it's really hard. If you play a Digitech Whammy, you're either going to sound like Tom Morello or Jack White, you know? Mm -hmm. And they they have that taken care of, you know? They don't need me because I'm not going to get anywhere near as good as they make it sound. It's kind of like a strat. It's the reason why I don't play strats because, you know, you play a strat and it just sounds like you're almost trying to be as good as Stevie Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. or And, and also because they're just... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a fan of strats and everybody who yeah. listens to the show knows that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I agree <laughs> with you, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, cool. Thank you so much for sharing uh, those four. Um, I, I know you probably get quite a bit of questions about that because um, of what we're going to, some of the things we'll talk about um, as far as, you know, what is actually on your board. Um, and I think maybe just addressing that like right away, uh, yeah. everything is pink. Everything is pink. And no, uh, no, um, the knobs have no labeling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but you are using a switcher system, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah, probably helps you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been using the same pedals for, I don't know, four or five. Nothing's changed, really, in five years, so I know where I want all the levels to be. Right. So I haven't had, I know what all the knobs do just by looking at them for so long. But if anything new came into the mix, it might cause some issues. Yeah. Um, I, now, when you were messing around, you, you were talking about in the studio, um, how how much do you kind of guard the sound you have uh, versus just saying, like, hey, I'm open to everything? I'm open to everything except, um, except everything, you know? Right. Uh, now I'm open to a bunch of, I love tube amps. I love old solid state amps, like weird PVs and stuff. And, um, the magnetones and Gaiatone and all the weird amps. I have a bunch of tiny of the like shitty nineties solid state fenders that I really love, like the Broncos and like the sidekicks. Mm -hmm. Um, I love all those, but I'm not too into like the Kemper thing. Yeah. I've tried it, um, but I just feel like it. It's there's something. I mean, it might work with if you have a speaker in the room and you're not just DIing it. Yeah. But I feel like you lose a little bit of that amp in a room vibe. Yeah. Um, however, I do really like the Universal Audio Deluxe amp, the fake amp in there. Right. It sounds pretty good. But even with that one, you stack it a bunch and it starts to sound like fake amps. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It is the uh, the universal conundrum and question. Yeah. 
Yes. But I love all sorts of types of pedals and guitars. I'm pretty open to anything there. Um, just a real amp helps, I feel like. Yeah. Well, well let's uh, segue into your amps. Um, when, when I know you've added and maybe even subtracted a few, but I know that when we were playing with you, you had the you were had boxes and fenders, at least on your side. And I know you know the other uh, guitar player in the band, uh, Bill, is um, you know uh, he, some of those are are also his and stuff. So where are yeah. you sitting with your amps right now? So at the moment, I have a. Well, it switches up. I'm trying to find something that is more stable as a backline option. Uh, so when I don't have my amps, I can go and get something and know what I'm getting every time. Right. But I also feel like part of that just never is going to happen no matter what you get because backline companies often just don't take care of equipment. But for years, I've been using... Uh, I have a Fender Vibroverb, a 64, that was flooded out and then got replaced a bunch of stuff. Hold on real quick. Yeah. Hey, hey Seth, can you be quiet? <laughs> Close the door. Sorry. Yeah, Seth. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the guys just came in for a rehearsal starting. Oh, in like thirty minutes, but and in how long? Good. Uh, they're there's an they're in another room. Oh, so got it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my main amp's been my '64 Fiberverb, and when I got it, it was flooded out in Arizona um, for five hundred dollars, and it didn't work. But then I took it to this amp tech, Bob Dixon, in Los Angeles, and he basically rebuilt it with a bunch of old parts and uh, an eminent speaker and it's amazing it's m probably one of my favorite amps and in between i've used a bandmaster uh head and cab and then a showman head and cab i love the original blackface fender circuits mm -hmm. um that's kind of just where my first amp was a super reverb um and so well, your kinda, first amp was a super reverb yeah it was the first amp i got wow i wanted okay. to get it i wanted to get a twin reverb but my dad convinced me to get a super it's 10 inch speakers yeah and so i went that way i i came i come from a family of musicians and i grew up around music there's a picture of me where i could couldn't even walk and i'm just sitting in front of a, a tweed basement just like leaning up against it um nice but yeah super reverb and so it was super heavy but super loud but i love the 10 inch speakers um that's great but yeah the vibroverb is great but you can't get a backline vibroverb right and some of the new fender backline is kind of iffy i mean it's mostly reliable it's definitely way more reliable than the boxes that i started using um really like a year ago yeah because boxes run so hot i love my boxes but i've had maybe in a you know a year and a half of backlining boxes i've had one good one wow you just get to wherever you get to and 
because they run hot and aren't taken care of, they just don't sound good when you get there, and it's a real bummer. Yeah, you just have to bring a case of uh, EO84s with you. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to backline a cab, and my friend Adam at Satellite is making me a scamp-sized neutron yeah, head. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go because on our last record, I actually was borrowing a few amps from Adam and the neutrons on a lot of the record. Um, yeah, we've, that, we've had Adam on the show. Uh, and one of the, I just recently saw your post about that. And I was like, oh, sweet. He got a little pink satellite. That's, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and then for the Fender, I've been on this last tour, I linked up with Magnetone and got this stereo twilighter and it's one of the best sounding new you know amps from the factory that i've got it just sounds like an old amp um, like an old fender amp something about it and the stereo vibrato is really cool um and yeah. so i've been using that instead of the vibraverb recently just because i'm trying to take care of the vibraverb because yeah. i love it so much and you know, I when whatever comes out gets you know tubes go and stuff like that. So I'm trying to tour with some newer stuff and stuff that if it gets stolen wouldn't break my heart as much. Yeah, yeah that's smart. I can understand that. That's got to be tricky to be switching around. Like uh, you know, you mentioned oh, I'm playing with Voxes. Wait, no, mm -hmm. I'm not playing with Voxes. Well, wow, that that's that's a big change yeah. in the sound. No, totally. Yeah, that really is the shittiest one because like if you're playing with a fender amp um and you get a fender amp that just isn't as good but it's it still sounds like a fender amp but man these boxes would show up and they just wouldn't work mm. like i don't know if they wouldn't test them or anything and then it would just cause a whole thing of issues because at least for me i was i'm always using two amps but my brother bill who was playing who is playing with us he would be backlining just a Fox AC30. And then he would get totally, you know, screwed. And so he switched over to using a Super Reverb recently. And then George from Way Huge made him a pedal uh, to, you know, compensate for not having that uh, box behind him. That worked perfectly. Awesome. So, what did he give him? Um, a one knob little dirt box thing which is super cool uh but and then i use i've been using it too it's just like it's it's something that might go into production at some point but it's really cool i hope so nice yeah. so it just gives it it sweetens it up it sweetens it up it makes it sound more like a you know a dirt amp yeah um instead of like a clean you know super or something yeah um now you mentioned Bill, uh, uh, boy, that guy—he's a—he's a—he's a big drink of water, but he's—he's he's so nimble back there. <laughs> uh, so for for those who have not seen any pictures or video of of Starcrawler in action, Bill does uh, slide, and then yeah, he did. and then just steal yeah, and guitar, yeah, yeah. So he's he's. 
he's jumping up and sitting down and jumping up and sitting down constantly. And, yeah. uh, especially, uh, you know, on, on some smaller stages that, uh, uh that we've seen, it's like, <laughs> it's like, how's he going to do this? <laughs> he, managed. he figures it out, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, some nights are definitely better than others, uh, with the arrangement. Cause when we have our own sets, where we're playing, you know, for an hour, a little bit more than that. We try to not use the set list. Mm -hmm. So we know what we're going to start and what we're going to end with. But everything in the middle is kind of, people are following me. And so if I'm not thinking about what song we're playing, you know, it could be a song that he plays steel on and then the next one's guitar and then back at steel. Yeah. And it could be like him jumping up and down the whole night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's been great with it, and he loves it. We bought a pedal steel together because there's been a bunch of slide and stuff on our records, and I was always trying to bend behind, and I thought, cool, well, maybe if we both go in together, we'll both get good at it. I gave up after a week. Really? Yeah, it's so complicated, and he, you know, got really good at it. But because, you know, there's knee levers, four knee levers, you know, three to four pedals, and then your volume pedal, and then your finger picking as well. Right. And you got, you know, 10 to 12 strings. Yeah. And, and then he switches so over a to lot, the telly. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there. It's yeah. too much going on for me. I'm, a, I'm more of a simple-minded player. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, it sounds like, yeah, going yeah. Uh, from 12 or 10 or 12 strings to three strings <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is a you little know, more simple. This, this whole 10 to 12 slide stuff, just give me three. Just give me yeah. three. <laughs> but can we talk a little bit about that? Because that uh, that seems to be, uh, I think you had mentioned that you're about half of your set, you're doing three string yeah. and the other half you're doing standard six string. So hmm. um, how is, I mean, do you find, well, first of all, how are the, how is your three string tuned? It's an open G, so it's G D G. Oh, okay. And it starts on where your A string would be, so it's like your A, D, and then G string. Okay. In the middle of the neck. Do your do your hands feel like something's missing when you're playing, or you're used to it by now, probably? I'm actually more comfortable. I, I since there's so little there, I know exactly where everything is. So I stop thinking. And it starts just becoming instinctual. Nice. Mm. Um, because I grew up, uh, my dad played a lot of blues, and all his guitars were set up 13s and for slide, and they were all in open tuning. So whenever uh-huh. I picked up a guitar around the house as a kid, it was in an open tuning. Uh-huh. Yeah, perfect. And then, which, you know, isn't that fun for somebody who wants to learn guitar. <laughs> but then I was, you know, bashing around these guitars and I broke uh, a slot in the nut and ended up taking off half the strings. And so I just had the DAD part. And then I realized, oh, wait, this is like a chord. And then I was figuring out how to play all these songs just on that, mm-hmm. which is what kind of made me because I didn't want to be taught by my dad because I was like, that's lame. So I needed to, you know, figure out myself and with youtube and stuff uh and which the cool thing about that is now i see these new guitars which are three string guitars for kids Ah, and that was pretty much what i was doing and um 
and then eventually I went, you know, to have my own guitar, which was had 11s on it and in standard tuning, and that was cool. But I wrote so much on the, I wrote songs as a kid on three strings, just because I was everything was easy to figure out, and I could figure out all these chords, and it was so much simpler. And when we started this band, we were pretty young, and so I had all these songs on three strings. So when we started, I brought the three string to the rehearsal, and it just did a thing. And now I keep doing it because it just does a thing. I, I'm not thinking like when I'm playing in a scale or something. Mm -hmm. Do you um, do you find now? I mean, if if you're writing songs for the three string you use a three string or are you able to jump back and forth and write a song on a six string and then play it on the three string well so like when i'm writing a song it, it's like i'm usually start by just messing around playing guitar sitting somewhere it's just like whatever when i play a three string i'm gonna go naturally to different chord shapes and mm -hmm. stuff like that and so the three string songs tend to come out a certain way that's pretty cool and then the six string songs come out a certain way which is also pretty cool they're just different yeah yeah hmm. uh so part of what you have going on um and you know i can only feel like this helped you guys have an edge i mean obviously your music is great um and i, I say that obviously if you don't know go listen and you'll say oh yes obviously <laughs> yes okay or or not or not or if you or hate not. it you know which is fine too yeah, yeah. um you hate it leave a comment you know people love opinions fr from this from this microphone i'm gonna go with it's, it's pretty great um and part of the thing that you have nailed so well is the entire show and by show, I mean, that doesn't mean that everybody has to be jumping around all the time. But the yeah. show is like the package that you bring to the stage. That is your your competency with each other. Um, you seamlessly interact between each other. You have a, a, a lead singer who's just a complete demon on the stage. And... And and then you have this, you've created this like wash of, of uh, you know you have your own package. It's it's this it's this pink, and it's not just that it, everything is pink. There's a lot more to it. You guys have semi revived the sort of rock country vibe, you know, with with the boots and the flares and the whole nine yards, and and it doesn't. Um, I, I I want to make sure that this. Uh, comes across as as a I mean it in a high compliment it doesn't feel like a gimmick because mm, things yeah. can so easily feel like that definitely how did all that come about like where did that start I mean I think as far as just how the music is it kind of just came together because we were all into oh, different types of music I mean, not one of us was just into rock. We were all... Uh, Arrow's dad played in a country band, Beachwood Sparks, when she was growing up. My one of my uncles were playing with, you know, a lot of country people. And uh, 
but also, you know, we were listening to rock and roll. We loved ACDC, um, you know, Jack White, uh, Kiss and Black Sabbath. And we were, we loved just a bunch of different types of music. So that when we would come together and try to play something, it was never fitting into a box of a certain genre. I feel like even when we tried to, we couldn't really hone down to one thing. And some of our favorite bands too, like this band X from Los Angeles. Oh yeah, well, I'm a um, huge fan of both Tony and yeah. I. Yep, going to see him in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, we're huge fans of X, and I think when we got together, we we're like, cool, we can maybe do something that you know captures all of this, kind of like how X does. And, and and what's cool about X is you know if you listen to some of the early stuff, I mean their their music transformed over the years and you know when when billy wasn't playing with them and dave alvin was it took a little more of a i guess a country twist to it but all in all it's i mean it's just great music yeah you can't put a label on them no well you could i guess you could try yeah (laughs) but this minute you do that they'll change direction yeah yeah and it's just like each one of them individually are so different players like Billy's just drawing those crazy rockabilly riffs, you know, in between, but also kind of like a Johnny Ramone at the same time in between. Yeah. So like combining those two wor- worlds, I mean, that was my favorite guitar playing because I love Brian Setzer and all the country music I'm into, you know, Don Rich and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Ramone was my biggest influence as a kid. And so X Billy Zoom is just like the combination of all that together. Yep. And so he is a huge influence on me and my brother. Uh, uh, I, I I was just sitting there going like, wait a minute, what's what's? There's something that I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, we were at the same show in L.A. at Nam. <laughs> yeah, we were at the X show. Yeah. Uh, walking out, I was like, I gotta get you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a fantastic show, and boy, the opener. Woo! I'd never seen yeah. him before. Wow, he was he was dynamite. Yeah, I forget what movie he did this part of the soundtrack for, but that band he was playing with was really good too. He was, I forget who the band was made up of, but it was other amazing yeah. musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have similar roots there. I mean, you, you know, yeah. I could we could talk all day long about that, and and frankly, I think our listeners are probably tired of me doing that. Actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, as, as you are going through, so back to, back to how this all developed. Um, I know you probably get asked this a lot, but it's such a prominent thing. Like, so what's with the pink? So with the pink, when we made this new record, we'd always kind of had a color scheme, which was, you know, pinks, reds, and whites. And for this new record, we wanted to really hit the pink thing. And this was pre-Barbie movie. Yes. So this is pre before it was cool, you know, because I always thought there was something fierce about the color pink. It was my, I loved it as a kid too. And, you know, there was something that a lot of dudes were really afraid of the color. Yeah. And I thought it kind of was cool because we, we were kind of scary a little bit. And so it'd be cool if we were packaged up kind of like a, you know, like a toy. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, and then you, you just mentioned that you were scary. You started when you guys started out. It was you. You were edging more towards that, almost 
Yeah. Almost, almost like uh, theatrical scary. Yeah, like we were, I mean, it was more just like kind of like punk in a sense. Like we were just trying to be, I don't know if we were trying to be anything, but we just were raw. Yeah. And, you know, you start out, you're not that good, but there's all this energy. It's like when you watch, I mean, I assume the, there's this movie, The Decline, The Western Civilization, oh, yeah. part one. Yep. Where, you know, you got the Black Flag, um, X. Germs. And germs, yeah. fear. Yep. And I think there was just a lot of that energy and just like pent up, like we all hated school. And we were like, if we rehearse every day after school, maybe we could go on tour. And I want, my dream was to drop out of school. Like that was the top of the, you know, if I get to not have to come to this place. And we went to an art school. It wasn't like there was like a football team or anything. So it was pretty relaxed at school, but I just hated being in a chair for eight hours a day. Yeah. Um, just wanted to get up and, you know, do that and feel that energy. Hmm. And so I feel like it was a lot of that. And I, we just kind of relaxed and gotten more into, you know, crafting songs and, you know, putting, you know, you, you have different emotions as you, you know, I mean, we were like 14, 15 when we started, and, you know, now I'm 23. And so there's just, a, there's different emotions that hit with those, you know, age differences, I guess. Right, right. Um, now, do you think that you're going to carry on the pink? Is this a, is this Oh, a, yeah. This is, so this is like, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Yeah. Everything's pink, man. I was, if I like something, it needs to be pink. And it started with, you know, oh, cool, let's get these guitars pink. And let's paint the amps. And then our tech, Brian, uh, was we did a show with Jack White. And he was like, dude, all his pedals are blue. <laughs> like, we're, we're, our, our game is down right now. They're winning. It's like, oh, right. fuck, man. We really, am I going to have to, like, take this you know, switch your pedal apart and paint it. Yes. And then we did. <laughs> and then uh, we had these cables uh, that are, the cables I use are made by Divine Noise up in Portland. Yeah. And he was wrapping them in pink tech flex for us so they could be pink. Yeah. He's, been, he's I, been on the show too. Great guy, Gil. Um, we were just up there a couple, few days ago. Um, and then he just this year got together some pink cable and so now he's making some pink cable and now we all have those pink cables but it just became like a part of the you know just a little bit of a um like a like a nervous weird tick thing that now when something on stage isn't pink it's like a mind freak for all of us on the crew by that meaning the arrow and Bill and our guitar tech were the only ones that really, you know, have the freak out if something isn't pink. But it's uh, weird. I th I think we need to address the, uh, you know, the, the Gretsch in the room. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you 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 know, you're playing. There's nothing not unique about what you guys are doing, and at the same time, mm -hmm. it feels very familiar, which is that crossroads that I think, I mean, it, just about every band wants to try to, to hit where it's like, oh, we need to feel like ourselves and something new and fresh, but also not so new and fresh that people can't like 
just jump right in and, and grab onto it, which is something that you guys do so well. Um, your your instrumentation is is uh, no stranger to that either. So you've got some pretty unique guitars that you're playing, the Gretches. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So these, uh, I have a bunch of different types of Gretsch guitars, but the main ones that I'm playing are these ones that are made by Randy Parsons, who's out in Kansas now. And I met him, I don't know, like six years ago now, I think, at the NAMM show. And I told him about the whole three-string thing, and he agreed. Uh, he thought it was a cool thing that he'd maybe want to be a part of, and he was making these back guitars at the moment. And he said that he wanted to build me one of the, the three-string. And that's kind of where it all started with him. Mm-hmm. And I got this amazing three-string from him, and then I liked it so much that I wanted a six-string just like it, so that I could switch between the two and have it be the same sound. And then just by the way that the road goes in our show, I needed a backups for each one of them. And so I have two three strings and two six strings made by him. And Randy is an amazing builder and is so much tiny, you know, like artistic details about each one of these guitars. Yeah, like you were saying about um, how there's writing on, you know, the back of yours and the lacquer. Randy has a bunch of hidden things in all these guitars that I don't even know about. Like there's writing everywhere. I'll, I'll take off a, you know, try to go find, you know, because they're kind of all like, oh, something's in there. Oh, there's, right, there's part of a poem in there. Something cool like that. I love it. And I mean, and they're great, the guitars, and then they have the treble booster in them. And that's, that's my go-to. And it just feels so comfortable for me. These necks are really great. And then we were working with Gretsch on them to, you know, maybe do something with them in this model. And so all that's still kind of being put in play. And we'll see when it, when it happens. And that's kind of all I can say about it. But sure. It's super exciting. Well, and I, I think that's where the uh, some of the confusion is because you know they yeah. say Gretsch all over them, but they're oh yeah, you know, obviously Randy Parsons is is uh, yeah up in Rand- there. Randy's been making Gretsch style guitars for Jack White for a long time, mm-hmm. and then at the time when I got my first one from him, I'd been working with. Fender and Gretsch pretty much exclusively. And then uh, we thought of, uh, uh, I think Gretsch wanted to do something with Randy for a long time because they saw that there was a bridge there that should be done. Right. And it's just, you know, those things take a long time. So we'll see. But I mean, Randy's just such an amazing builder that these guitars are like amazing wonderland guitars. Uh, yeah. How much. How much uh, do you think that the sound hole, you got a really unique sound hole. I mean, it, it, uh, at first glance, it almost looks like it's it's a mistake or it's broken or something because it's, it's so interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it really, but what I do know is that with the treble booster inside the guitar, 
when I hit that and I face that, you know, guitar at an amp, I can use it to get feedback in a certain way. Like yeah. I can play with it like you play with a semi-hollow guitar with the F-holes and stuff. Right. And I so I play around with that. Um, but as far as, you know, the science of it, I don't know, man. I'm not, a, you know, a science guy. I dropped out of school. <laughs> I'm not <so>. a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm not an engineer. I yeah. just play guitars. Uh, there's two of them are really light. And two of them are on the heavier side, um, which is interesting. And they all sound different. They all have the same TV Jones Powertron Plus pickup in it. Yeah. And the same uh, Chris has wired this particular treble booster in them. That's all the same. And they all sound different. You know, just all different pieces of wood. Uh, some of them are pine. Some of them are, I think one of them's ash. And then the last one I got was uh, made out of a church pew. Oh, cool. Oh, that's wild. And uh, they just are all voiced differently, um, which is, you know, the same shape. So some of them, two of them have a curved top, and two of them have, like, sort of um, just flatter tops. Mm -hmm. But we're trying, you know, figure out what's what's the best combination there. And it was really interesting to be a part of that and get to play these guitars. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I just got... On we, New Year's, we played a show, and this guy, uh, Daniel Slusser, came, and he wanted to build me a, a guitar. And um, I told him that I pretty much liked aesthetically playing Gretsch-style guitars, and you know I have a relationship with them and all that. And he said he'd be down to build anything that I wanted which, you know, you don't get that opportunity often. Right. So I took him up on it because I saw this guy in Japan who builds these crazy Gretsch-style guitars. Like, he'll take, a, you know, like those headstockless little square guitars? Uh-huh. And he'll make them out to be like a vintage 6120. So, like, he'll go find old Gretsch parts. and <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. And he may, may, did the same thing with the Flying V. And like a bunch of like put Gretsch Dynasonics in it and everything. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like EBH style guitars, but made all cowboy esque. Wow. And then I thought it'd be so cool to have like a completely hollow flying V with, uh, you know, just one Filtertron and the uh, Bigsby and everything with the treble booster inside. And. <laughs> But like a Gretsch Naughty Pine. And he was down for it. And he built this amazing guitar that's sitting here as well that I've been using a lot lately. Um, the Slusser Guitars is the name of his company. But it's so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, yeah. Now, before we, uh, uh, before we just like head John out of here, what yeah. is coming up for you? What can people be paying attention to, be looking out for right now? Well, we're always on tour, you know, every part of the year. You know, at least a couple weeks out of the month, we'll be out there. We're always putting out music. So I guess that's you. Um, posting on Instagram occasionally, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. We're just another guy who likes guitars probably similar to a lot of the listeners so wow. yeah just another guy to geek out with 
uh, I appreciate that. And I think, um, yeah. right away when, when, uh, I, I got that vibe from you and that's, I was like, okay, we can talk for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, I love it too. I mean, the cool thing about being on the road and stuff is I've met so many cool people at shows that are super guitar nerds, just like, you know, you and me mm-hmm. and me and my brother are so into it and, you know, out, you know, checking the offer up every morning and that kind of thing. And just getting into, you know, vintage pedals, vintage amps. And it's just a really cool. And so far it's been a super friendly environment of really cool people and all these builders too. Um, like Earthquaker and all these pedal companies that have been super kind to me. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a super friendly environment, and I hope it's that way to everybody that listens to this as well. A, a cool escape from the regular life shit that we all have to deal with. Well said. Well said. <laughs> and and with that uh, poetic exit, um, we're going to go to the incredibly non- poetic and uh <laughs> downright ugly <laughs> <laughs> lusty <laughs> uh tanya Belonsky's gonna take us into uh, a uh you Segment. know you get you get a lot of custom stuff uh thrown at you henry and this is no this is oh, no yeah. exception so extremely lucky <laughs> T- tony go for it that's right Tanya. at this point of the show is a little game we like to play called uh would you rather? He still needs to work on it. You don't practice. I don't practice. You need to. Aww. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> you hate my feelings. I'm sorry. Uh, this week's Would You Rather. So you, you, you're at the gig. You show up at your gig. And you're standing out front of the theater. And you get a dreaded phone call. The truck that's carrying your guitars was involved in an accident. Now, everybody's okay. Okay, good. <laughs> but the guitars got Bill damaged. was driving both trucks. That's the, <laughs> that's the crazy thing. <laughs> Straddling two trucks. <laughs> one left-hand drive, one right-hand drive. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're standing there, and you're, you know... Little upset, sad, maybe you're not gonna be able to play the guitars that you want to. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the Mary Kay Cosmetics promo van. Oh, thank goodness! Has been hijacked. Hijacked. It's running full force. Full so they're speed. not coming for for. Oh for, no 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 oh. no! It's been hijacked and. They whip around the corner and out of the back door two. No. Yes, two. No. Yes, two things fall out of the back of the Mary Kay Cosmetics promo van. Does it sound like Oh, the humanity. So, you take a walk over, and there's a kid on a bicycle that looks a little mean. And so you know that you're only going to be able to walk away with one of the packages that fell out. Mm. Package one. <laughs> he, there is, to, to be fair, he is he is he 
like a grown man on a bicycle yeah, shirtless how, in the middle of the day? <laughs> He's a big kid. He's like the like the uh, what was the what was the, the John Cusack movie with I want my two dollars. Yeah, yes. Better okay. off dead. Yes. <laughs> I feel I feel like I could take a kid though. You know, it's like emotionally. Well, yeah. to be fair, there's two there packages, first. and you know. Yes. So yeah, he almost got hit by the Mary Kay cosmetic oh, thank show, goodness. too. So he's safe. Yes. It's all good. Inside, and this, you, there's two guitars. You open up these things. Well, lo and behold. Hello. And behold. Be- uh, there is a Squire Hello Kitty pink Strat. Ooh. I already know my pick. Uh, you don't know oh, it yet. Just hang on, Henry. <laughs> I have a feeling the other one is just as good. Maybe better. Or maybe not. In the other one is a Lug Pro Electric three-string guitar, also in pink. Oh. That one has a built-in amp and speaker, mm. Mm, and it's tuned to GBE, just in All case right. you were wondering out there. But you can change the tune. I'll let you change the tuning. Yeah. So those are your two choices. But you got to play them at the gig tonight because your guitars are not going to be uh, playable ready. What yeah. what would you rather have the Squire Hello Kitty or the Lug Pro Electric? Pink. So I'm gonna get the Squire Hello Kitty listed on Reverb because those went crazy expensive for no reason. Yes. Find the local guitar center and uh, just get you know the run of the mill Mexican Telecaster and uh, maybe like an Epiphone or Gretsch Electromatic and rip half the strings off with the money from just this Squire Hello Kitty, just because those have gone up so much. Well, how about if uh, it's late and all of the guitar centers and sandwiches are closed? <laughs> then just squire, the Squire Hello Kitty, and then halfway through the set, I just cut off half the strings. Nice. Yeah. It's the vibe. I have a feeling uh, that... The hello, the popularity of the Hello Kitty is from the do. The what? Uh, who's on Hello Kitty or who's on? Uh, uh, I think Omegle, which is one of the you know side by side camera things on on uh, the internet where you can interface with somebody else, and he's a total shredder that plays this you know plays Hello, Hello Kitty, Kitty guitar. but you can't see his face. Yeah. yeah. Does he have a cat head on? Maybe no head. No, Can't, no, there's he's only from the neck down, but he gets on and he's got this kind of silly guitar and then he just like murders it. Nice. You know? Uh, anyways, um, okay, so Henry's going, he's going the, Hello the, Kitty, Hello Kitty, yes. Now, Henry, if you did go with the Hello Kitty, I, I do have a suggestion that I think could actually become a big seller if you actually replaced the Hello Kitty with a lamb face. Oh yeah, that would be great. I mean, there you go, and that's, that's the move. For for those who don't know, just go check out all the Instagram and the Starcrawler and the Henry, and you'll you'll get it. There's 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 a thing with the lambs. We didn't those get into com- that, but those come with a humbucker too, right? Yeah, just one one humbucker and uh, and uh, two controls. All you need. Yeah, it's a pretty cool setup. Yeah, you know, right. I actually just I just ordered a Squire. Oh, which one? Uh, with one pickup. Um, the I think it's called the Esquire, uh, like a para, es, It's like this black Paranormal. tele custom looking Paranormal Esquire. Oh. Uh, and um, 
we had we had a friend that was our front of house engineer and a huge gearhead that basically inspired all of our you know custom ventures. This guy named O, and uh, his Instagram was Otisserie for all you gearheads oh, yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. You might have seen it. He's been mentioned um, on the show a couple times. Yeah, we we lost him a few months ago, which was you know a big impact on all of our you know lives. Because whenever something gear related happened, that was my first phone call, first text for anything. Mm. And he toured with us as our front of house for a couple years. Um, but he was really into parts casters, and the whole reason why I mainly play Fender and all that good stuff. But I have a DiMarzio pickup of his, like a super hot Hot Rails one that I'm going to put in this Squire um, body. And then I got this really fat all parts neck because I know he loved fat necks. Mm. And now, this, did, you know, did you get the, the one that is like a 72 Tele Deluxe? Yeah. The big guard one? Okay, big guard. Because I think that one has, uh, it looks like it has a wide range humbucker in it. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to just, I have a sheet of pink pick guard and just going to put a, you know, uh, single coil sized DiMarzio hot rail thing in there. Oh, that's that cool. measures like 20K or something crazy. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's a hot single coil. It's a hot. So, and I think it's a humbucker, but it's just the size of a single coil. But right. It's going to be a cool guitar. And every time me and my brother play it, it'll remind us of the legend of what is O. That, that's awesome. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, a good thing to have in your life. I like that. Yeah. And sorry for the loss of your friend, yeah. of course. Yeah. That's sad. Um, yeah. Now, uh, Tony, what are you doing? I, too, am going to go with the Squire Hello Kitty. I'm going to play it for the gig, and then I'm going to sell it for the ridiculous amount of money that they're going for right now. There you go. Um, plus, I don't really have time to... I guess the, the Lug is fairly straightforward since it's set up like the last three strings on a guitar. Um, so, you know, that, that would be easy enough to kind of relearn yeah. to play around with but yeah i think you know i mean I, I i just can't i mean i remember when those hello kitty things came out and everyone just laughed at them because i think they were 99 dollars or something like yeah. that and now you can't touch them for under a thousand yeah so but better, better go grab all those hannah montana guitars too everybody yeah uh, well <laughs> maybe not so much uh, yeah maybe we can force not. we can force something yeah, you know. so that's what I'm gonna do. Well, I'm gonna, you know, uh, make make this a, a three a trifecta. A trifecta. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean that just makes sense because it would be fun and it would be crazy, uh, just kind of interesting to have that. And then you could say, you know, here, little kid, have a little kid guitar, get out of here, and, mm -hmm. and be off with it. No, so, I like that. That's sweet. Yes. And I put a gold sparkle pickguard on it. So, <laughs> of course. Um, Paint it black. Yeah. And, and yes. Then put a gold sparkle pickguard yes. on it. Uh, all right. Uh, Henry, we are we are rounding third, and we are heading to home right now. So we just need to thank a few people, and then we'll let you uh, get on and make some music. Cool. 
Tony? That's right, because at this point of the show, Todd, there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, an executive producer makes this show possible. Mm -hmm. How do you become one? Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. It's really easy to do. Yeah, become a sponsor, a hero. A hero. Of the podcast. And uh, each level comes with some very, very nice thank you gifts and giveaways. You heard about the giveaways earlier. Well, there's more coming. There's a lot. Let me tell you. Yes. So, uh, but there's one thing more as an executive producer that you get. Jared, what is that? You get to have a name read on the thing. (laughs) Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right (laughs) now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson. Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor, Gell- Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. But, Todd, there's more because we have a special group of executive producers. These are our grand poobas. This fine group of people have a very beautiful fez to wear upon their head mm-hmm. whilst listening to the podcast. So special, special thanks to these grand poobas, Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, uh, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, and Matt Hart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you. Indeed. You guys keep the show going. We want to keep it going. And if you're not on that list, boy, could we use your help. We would love to have you on as a patron. Please consider it, and um, we thank you. Uh, Henry Cash, where, again, we're going to remind them, where can people find <laughs> the things that you're doing? Instagram is probably the best place to be up to date with what's going on perfect i believe uh and what's the uh you're heading out on tour in september september we're going to be doing some shows uh i believe in kentucky kentucky Mm, yeah that's close yeah uh Okay, well, we'll we're going to keep our eyes on that. Um, and if you're around those areas, um, just just check in on their stuff and and see where they maybe they're coming to um, an awesome place near you. So definitely, you want to go see Henry do his thing. Uh, Tony, how about yes. yourself? Head over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the 
things I have available online. But uh, by and large, what I do is custom work. So if you need a custom pick card, shoot, uh, shoot over to the site, click on the email link, and send me a message, and I will take good care of you. Perfect. You can shoot me. I didn't even realize that's who. I just, I just saw that account this week. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't realize you were the pick guardian. That is me. I am the pick guardian. Pick guardian, yes. Pick <laughs> guardian of pick guards. Yes. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram. Please send us your messages. We love to hear from you. Um, your would you rather's too. If you think you can do better than what Tony came up with, well, I dare you. <laughs> I double dog yeah, dare you. Double dog dare you. Um, and also, uh, we by the time you hear this. We will have uh, just thrown out another single out into the world. Um, so please go check out Spotify. Check out the Valentinos. And we appreciate your listening ears. And uh, if you want to throw rocks at me for it, that's cool. And if not, then that's cool, too. We'll just do a digital high five over the ether. And um, I appreciate you guys listening. Hey, about, uh, Henry, yeah. What about those stomper pedals? Uh, the stompers, yes. If you have a, a look, there are thousands of you that have the HX stomp, and you are in peril. Your knobs are in peril. You need to protect your knobs. Protect your knobs. Go to Flint Effects and get yourself a stomper. It's gonna protect your knobs, and it uh, and it looks cool too. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what else do you want me to say about that? Um, and they're cheap. Just support it. Do it. Go get the things. Henry, it has been an absolute delight talking with you on the show. I'm so glad we finally got you on. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Everybody else that is not Henry, <laughs> have a fantastic guitar. Well, Henry, you have a fantastic yeah, guitar. Yeah, week that, too. come on. But everybody else also have a fantastic guitar weekend. Thank subscribe! Yep. Come on, come on, come on now, touch me, baby. Bum, sticky. Sticky bum, bum. It just doesn't get more perfect than this. It doesn't get. Can I just say that? It doesn't, doesn't get, get more, more perfect. perfect. Okay. It doesn't get more perfect. <laughs> does it always get better? It, it does, but you, you'll, you, definitely, you'll, you'll definitely need, definitely it, need it. headphones. Yeah. If at any point in time you're like, hey, I got to use the bathroom, I need something to drink, I, I need to stand up, um, I need to reconsider Ooh. my life. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my life's choices. Um, <laughs> dunk, dunk, dunk. Can you hear me? Yes. What? Uh, let's and see. Henry. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, this is Tony across yes. from me. Sorry. Uh, please ignore Todd's rudeness. <laughs> I'm Tony. <laughs> nice to meet you, Tony. Nice to meet you, too. Whenever I mute, my headphones stop working. Wondering if you have, um, like, a, a, I mean, just even a shirt or something you can lay lay over the top so it might help just cut it oh, a little yeah. bit woo wee Henry Cash in a t-shirt let's go <laughs> record it yeah. quick and away we go well that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.